Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Ephraimites and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reinbold, and this is the House of Ephraim show today. We do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbold. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Decker. Okay. Let, are we ready? I'm going to go on. Uh, I, I want to... Uh... The fact of it is that, that Moses knew something, that, uh, that only God made them different. And, and that's what I want you to realize, that it isn't because I'm the prophet. It's because he's God. That anointing couldn't have worked if, it, if, if, if he wasn't present. And Moses realized that. Now, I, I want you to go with me to... Uh, 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 Joshua 23, Joshua 23, I know I got a Joshua 23 in here because I read it the other day, all right, Joshua 23, and we want to start in the 13th verse, Joshua 23, 13, it says this, know for a certainty that the Lord your God will no more drive out any of those nations from before you but they shall be snares and traps unto you and scourges in your sides and thorns in your eyes until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God hath given you. And behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth, and ye know in all your hearts and in all your souls that are not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. In other words, God said, as long as you kept the covenant, I kept my end of the deal. All are come to pass upon you, or unto you, and not one thing hath failed thereof. In other words, you've not been sick, you've not, you know, everything's flourished, you've had plenty to eat, your storehouses are full, your children are well, the cattle are producing, okay? And, and in the 15th verse, he says, he says, Therefore it shall come to pass that all, as all good things are come upon you, which the Lord your God promised you, so shall the Lord bring upon you all evil things, until ye have he has destroyed you from off the good land which the Lord your God hath given you. When ye have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and have gone and served other gods and bowed yourself to, to them, then shall the anger of the Lord be kindled against you, and ye shall perish quickly from the good land which the Lord hath given you. Now Israel was absolutely at this point in time, they were completely... Uh, determined to, to, to do away with everything that had made them different from the rest of the world. See, and, and, and you can see that, you can see that in, in the history of what we call the church. We, in the beginning, tried to stay separated. Now, and, and, and some of, of what we are doing here today was being taught way back, and I'm talking about way, 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 way back as, at, within the church. But then it got me in the place that, bless God, that we, we didn't want to be different. We didn't want to be our kids to, to seem different. Well, let's don't get to that Pentecostal group because they dress differently and they look different, you know, and, and, and they got this, they talk in this gibberish stuff they call the tongues. You know, let's be like, let's, you know, we, we can stay as Baptist, Methodist, and whatever, and, you know, the mayor will come to our church and, we're not different, and we're just saying 
the Lord God, He's God. And that's, that's primarily what, where Israel got. Israel wanted a king, and we know what, what happened with all of that. Uh, Israel wanted to look like, uh, you know, the Zebusites, and, and, all, and, and, and bless God, they, they, you know, they, they entered in, and they began to serve their gods, and they began to, bless God, uh, uh, build the, 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 all the things that they weren't supposed to build as unto them, as molten images. And, and when it come down to it, the Lord God, you know, He said, hey, look, you want to be like the world, then you're going to die like the world dies. And that's exactly what he said. Let's go to 2 Kings 17. 2 Kings 17. I've got a scripture there I want to use. Second uh, Kings 17, the 20th verse. It says, And the Lord rejected all the seed of Israel and afflicted them and delivered them into the hand of the spoilers until he had cast them out of his sight. Now, how have we been, that's, that's happened to us today, because as I said, we now, we now, bless God, ask, ask bless God, that the children of, uh, of God, we are, uh, everything from that 15th to the 68th verse, we have become. We have become every bit of it. Uh, uh, and I don't mean part of it, I mean every bit of it. And we've been outcast. We don't even know we've been outcast. We think this is all normal operating procedure. That's what we believe. Has to be what? Go to church, believe God heals, and be sick. I mean, I, yeah, oh yes, God's a healer. Like I said, the sickest bunch of people that I'm around are the Pentecostals and the Charismatics. They're the ones that, oh, by His stripes we're healed and they're all sick. Okay? And that, and, and, that, and that's the point of which I want you to, I want you to really grasp a hold of and, and to understand. Let's go to Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64. Ninth verse. Be not wroth, very sore, O Lord, neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee, we are all thy people. Thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem is a, a, a Jerusalem a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house, where our fathers praised there, is burned up with fire, and all our present things are laid to waste. Wilt thou refrain thyself to these things, O Lord? Wilt thou hold thy peace and afflict this very sore? God is a merciful God. He will not afflict us. He will not bring judgment against us forever if we will repent. Okay, and of course that's what we that's what we got, we got into uh, uh, last night. Let's go to Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Second Corinthians six. Thank you, Lord. Six, fourteen. Six, fourteen. Second Corinthians, and God hath both raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up as His by His own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that that which is joined as a harlot is one body? For two, saith the Lord, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not 
your own? We've never really come to that grip. 20, for ye are bought with a price. Boy, are you ever from the foundations of this earth. Therefore, glory, therefore, glory, uh, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So God belongs with us. See, this is, we, this is his property. See, we get to, well, yeah, maybe, but I've got, I'm my own entity. Eh, not really. Why? Either do it right or you're going to die before your time. Do it right and be blessed. Do it wrong and be cursed. Okay? Yeah, then you're kind of your own whatever. But if you're smart, you understand what Paul said. Paul said, if I live or I die, I belong to him. All right? And, and, that's the, and, and, and that, brothers and sisters, is definitely the way the old hog ate the cabbage. Okay? I want to get to Malachi because I want to be sure that I, that I run this by you. Now, I said before, I think I did, uh, don't leave here this weekend if you have not picked up uh, the, the, the thing I did, I think up in Lansing, on tithes and offerings. All right? I want everybody in this room to understand what's going on. Now, uh, let's go to, you got the third, uh, the third uh, chapter, okay? In the first verse it says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare a way before me, and the Lord whom you seek uh, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, we use that in the everlasting covenant by showing you that he is called the messenger of the covenant. He's not called the New Testament church. He is called the messenger of the covenant. The same thing that God said that we would keep throughout our generations, all right? Now, uh, uh, it goes on. Uh, he says in the fifth verse, And I will come near to you, uh, to you, to judgment, and I will be a swift a witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, against false swearers, against those that oppress the, the harling and his wages, the widow, the fatherless, and, and, and that turneth aside the stranger uh, from his right, and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, he said, I am the Lord. I change not, therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. He said, because I'm God. Even in the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinances. And that's what God's got against us. We have gone away from the things that he's declared and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return to you. You need to underline that. That's a promise. You repent, you covenant with God, return to him. And he said, I'll return to you, saith the Lord. But he said, wherein shall we return? Then he comes to something here to bless God again, that the church says they're not under the law, and I keep saying then quit using the law. Every, every, every Christian preacher on the face of this earth uses this, this verse to, to get tithes and offerings from the people. All right? Now, it says, will a man rob God? No, of course not. Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? And he says this, in tithes and offerings. Okay? Now listen, ye are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now, you need to underline Ye are cursed with a curse. Why? Because if you have robbed God from his tithe and from his offering, okay, then you're cursed. Now, if you're cursed, can you be, can you be, uh, bless God, blessed? No. Oh, there can be things happen. But bless God, you can win the lottery and it not be God blessing you if you're stupid enough to play it. Okay? Uh, but, but what God's getting at here is that, that he's talking about the fact 
that if you don't do this thing right, you're cursed with a curse. It says, bring all the tithes unto the storehouse. What's the storehouse? Okay. That are, you may be meat in thine house, and prove me now therewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Bring and give your tithes, give your offerings, tithes and offerings. To who? The priest. What I tell you? I live by faith. I have taken a vow of poverty the day that the oil was poured upon me to send me out into the ministry 33 years ago. I own nothing. I will go to the dirt one day, and bless God, I will have nothing that can be sold that it could have said that it was mine. It belongs to the Lord God. You understand what I'm saying? So therefore, what's God saying? You're going to take care of my boys. You're going to do that. If you don't, you're going to be cursed with a curse. Now, let me stop here and say something to you. We are so poorly taught in this area that I watch people give. When I, Brother Deckard, I send, I, you know, you know, I, I, I send you a little bit of my tithe, and then of course I send the rest of it overseas. That's not where it belongs. Now let me tell you the rest of the story. Probably there's not a month goes by that somebody doesn't call the office and to demand to talk to the prophet so they can get some spiritual information and, and bless God, get some prayer for being healed or something or other. Oh, boy, those are the ones I want to talk to. Get around the phone, and they, they talk, and they get this big whatever spew going on about this and that. I said, oh, by the way, I said, uh, you do send your tithes and offerings in here at the office every month, don't you? Well, no. He said, I have a church to attend. I said, then I'm going to tell you something. And you go down there and you see that, 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 that preacher that you're going and you're spending your tithes and offerings to him, and you see what he can do. Well, he's not anointed like you. Then I said, then you don't need to be there. See, some of you people sitting out here are still kicking against the pricks and you're too cockeyed stupid to know it. Don't see, you lean on me, you call me and want me to do all this stuff, and then you start giving your tithes and offerings somewhere else that I owe that to you. I owe you nothing but love. And I can do that from afar. <laughs> okay? Well, well, Brother Digger, I give part of my tithe to, you know, to, the, to the poor. That's not where your tithes go. This, the ministry will distribute this as God deals with us to distribute, which is none of your business, what we do with that. We answer to God for that. So therefore, so therefore when, it's all, when it's all said and, and, and it's all done, then, then bless God what? If, if in fact, you want to be fed, in fact, if, 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 you want, if you want us to be able to have food on our table and us to be able to do what we need to do to be able to buy airplane tickets and hotel rooms, then you better be taking care of us. And if you don't, what does God say? You're cursed with a curse. How dare you come and suck off of me and then go down the road and give your money somewhere else? How dare you do that to God's servant? But you do, don't you? Well, 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 that's the thing to do. Not according to God, it's not the thing to do. And you see, only a real prophet of God would stand here and, 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 and bless God, rebuke you. And some of you in this room need to be rebuked. Bless God, if you, you every time, you know, I, I've got people that I never hear from until they get in a bind. Oh, prophet. Oh, prophet. I said, Go, go call your pastor or your prophet or whoever. Leave me alone. 
Leave me alone. Don't, 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 don't be taking my time. He said, well, that's not very kind. I don't intend for it to be very kind. I live by this book, and so should you. You want to be fed by this prophet? And this prophet serve you? Then you give your tithes and you give your offerings unto this prophet. If you don't, you be cursed and you go on. If you want to do it, whatever, but don't, don't you come to me. All right, he says, he says, now listen, he said, try me. He said, you give your tithes and you give your offerings. I have told people in the past the reason that they're dying of cancer is because they robbed God. The reason people have uh, uh, diseases they can't get rid of because they're robbing God. They're robbing God how? Their tithes and their offerings. He says, you do this and try me. And he said, and he said uh, if I will not open your windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not there shall not be room enough to receive it. There's a reason some of you, bless God, aren't being blessed, right? Or just right there. Because, bless God, you, you, you know, you, you, like I said, folks, I'm going to tell you something I know for an absolute fact. When people are satisfied, they stay in the storehouse, the restaurant, the church, the ministry from where they're being fed. When they're not satisfied, they run all over the country trying to get this latest great piece of information, most of which they go back to their local whatever that is, so they can impress the people by, thus saith the Lord. I watch it for years. That's the reason I keep saying come out of that whore. You want to come into this thing and get into it, then you get into it with us. And if you don't, you pedal your goods on down the road somewhere and you play your game somewhere else because I'm not going to play the game with you. He said, well, I just don't think that's very kind. I didn't mean for it to be sounding very kind, okay? Do we all understand each other? Thank you. Now, now listen, 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Ooh. The devourer comes to steal. You give your tithes and your offerings and do it in the right way. Well, brother, I, I tithed this week. I, 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 actually, I didn't tithe this week. What I had to do was, well, you know, we hadn't been on vacation, so I just, I knew, I prayed, and God said, go ahead and use the tithe. No, he didn't. No. No, he didn't. He didn't tell you that. Well, I used my tithe to help feed the family. No, he didn't tell you that. That's not where the tithe nor the offerings belong. If you want to do something above and beyond that to be blessed, and you can be blessed like that, then go do it. But what you're doing is you're stealing or robbing from God. You're robbing from His priesthood in order for you to satisfy your own lustful urge to feel good about yourself because you helped somebody. It doesn't work that way. And let me tell you what the return of that is when it's done that way. Zero. You can't, again, that's called defilement. And we have a lot, we have a lot of defilement going on because people have not the right and the correct knowledge. But wouldn't you like to have wouldn't you like to have the devourer rebuke for your sake, and ye shall not and, and shall not destroy the fruit of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, and thus saith the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightfulsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, it looks to me like, and it absolutely seems to me like, again, that there's so many little areas. You know, it's the it, it's the little it's the little foxes that eat the vine. It's not the, the big things. And what's happened in so many of your cases, you've had so many of these, these little things 
that, that they mounted up and they just began, and bless God, then it's just one great big mess of dingy looking brown in your life. And you go one week and things look, oh, things are doing better. They're not going to stay better until you get it right. And, and, you know, I've had people say, well, I can't afford to tithe. You can't afford not to tithe. Well, Brother Deckard, if I tithe, I haven't got any money to go make sure. I had a woman come in here and tell me this. I did, I did some one time. She said, well, if I tithe, I don't have enough money to, go, to make it to church. She said, I have to drive, you know, about, about 30 minutes up the road down here. I said, you tithe and put some offering in it, and I'll guarantee you somehow you'll end up with the money to put in the gas to get out here. Well, she said, I, I, I said, no, no. You do that, and you by faith you do it, and you watch God. I said, the Bible, that says prove me. Prove him and see if it's not the truth. And you know what? That woman, after about a month, she said this to me. She said, do you realize that I have, have absolutely uh, come down here and I've had money every week appear in a, in a mailbox, appear here, appear there, appear somehow. He said, try me. He said, see, what we're doing is trying to use this up here to figure out a God that doesn't do His figuring with this. He does His figuring because He's God and He set all the rules. All He's saying is, hey kids, follow the rule book. That's all he's saying. But us kids, well, now, I'm going to tell you that sounds good and fine to me, but I'm using my tithe, Brother Deckard, to send my son to college. You're a fool. Oh, I've heard all. I've heard it all. Through 33 years, I've heard it all. There was a church in this area that got an old boy went, and I guess he had quite a bit of money, but he attended the church and joined that church, and he left that church and was going to sue that church for his tithe money back. Boy, I was really interested to see how that turned out. Well, it turned out he dropped the, he just decided not to do it. And somebody asked me about it, and I said, oh, that would be a bad move. Because you see, that's not yours anyway. Why? That's God's. Now, come on, because some of you need to grasp on here. That is God's. You can't you you and if you if he doesn't if it doesn't come to his priesthood, then you've robbed him. Why? Because he's promised us. He's promised us the priesthood that he will take care of us. If we will provide and do what he commands us to do, then he will take care of us in the midst of all the storms. You see, that's the reason we don't have to have. That's the reason we, we, we bless God. We don't have to own anything. It is what? It is provided for us. You say, well, it sounds to me like you're pitching for yourself now and the ministry. Well, yeah, you can, if you want to say that, you can say that. But in the, the essence is if you're feeling that way, you miss, the, you miss the entirety of what I just said. Do you want the devourer to be rebuked? Do you want the windows of heaven to give blessings you can't, you know, that, that you can't even contain? Do you want those things happening in your life? Then in order to do that, then bless God, you're going to have to do what? You are going to have to follow the rules like the rest of us. Now, what's happened is somehow along the line, we have decided that we will pick and choose which rules we're going to follow, and then we'll make up the guidelines as to how we can justify 
not keeping the rest of the rules. Now, the biggest justification that we have is we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. That's the church's whole, I mean, just right there, that, in that alone, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Yes, you have, you know, that, the, the curse of the law was you couldn't get to heaven. Yeshua came, shed the blood, receive him, you get to heaven. That's right. But that doesn't have anything to do with this covenant. And I, again, as I tell those, those Christian preachers, you don't believe in the law, but you use the law. See, and again, you see, you can't have both. You can't, you can't, you can't take that and, and, and teach people to tithe and then decide on the other side of the coin that you're not going to do anything with the law. That is the law. That is part of the law. You do it, or bless God, you what? Now, I want, I want to end in John 14. John 14, here we come. John 14, ninth verse. John 14, 9. Jesus said unto them, I have been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip. He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou then, showest the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself, but of the Father which dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, ye shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to be with the Father. And whosoever, and, and, and I'm sorry, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Probably each one of us in this room have either memorized portion of that, or at least have read it and meditated on the, the last verse of understanding that whatsoever we ask in his name, he's going to do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, you know, that is the truth, okay? Now, let me end this, 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 this ministry today. What Yeshua knew that the church never figured out? Yeshua was flesh and blood, yet he sinned not. Isn't that what the Word says? He was tempted in all manner as we're tempted, but he sinned not. What did that make him? Holy. Right? He, 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 he walked in holiness. He was in holiness. Now, now, he came, contrary to what people think and the church thinks that Paul said, he came to deliver the message of his Father. Who is he? The messenger of the covenant. What's the covenant? The law. Oh boy, this is so simple. How, how did the church get so stupid? I don't know. I mean, even even I understand it. And 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 what he's doing here is now listen. He is assuming that you kept and you are keeping the covenant. That's what he's. That's what he's saying. You, you could say it like this: If you're keeping the covenant, walking in holiness, ask and pray in my name, whatever it is you want, and you're going to get it. And there's not a one of you sitting in this room can stand up today and say, everything I've ever prayed for, I got. 
Most of you in this room can't probably stand up and name ten things that you prayed for over a lifetime that you've got. What's it about? It's about the fact that we missed the mark. He was not here demonstrating something new. He wasn't here with a new plan, a new idea. He said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. He said, I don't speak anything that I don't hear from the Father. Everything I do, He tells me and I, shows me and I do it. And then we read where it said that He will be the messenger of the covenant. Folks, when stupidity and ignorance come to the forefront, it's truly something to watch when you're educated enough in another direction to see it. The church completely went bonkers. And yet, and, and, and here's the thing that I started saying to the church years ago. Why didn't that work? Uh, perhaps God did that then and He doesn't do it now. Perhaps it was all written down and maybe it was all a lie. How do you even know there's a heaven? And how do you even know by saying, Jesus, come into my heart and forgive me my sins and His name is going to get you there? How do you know that? Well, brother, I know it by faith. Well, then if that's right, then why doesn't that work for us? Why is it that we're not doing the works that He did? Not even talking about the greater things. Well, um, um, well, uh, uh, right before he comes back, you know, the greater works are going to be done. Oh, I agree. But he didn't say anything about his works not being done until then. See, and again, that's the reason I've screamed all over the world. Where is the power of God's anointing? Show me! And yet I have demonstrated the power of this anointing all over this earth. I have made monkeys out of Hindus and, and bless God, witch doctors and, and Buddhists all over this world. And yet the people don't want to listen. There's something wrong. And nobody wants to stand up and say, It ain't working no more not. Game out. It's over. People are going to churches for social gatherings. People are dying every day in churches across this world that believe that God's a healer. Will the real Jesus Christ stand up? Will He stand up, please? Or do we go back and repent? Do we go back and bless God, decide that we are going to learn what God said from the beginning to the end. And you know, that's a grand thing that I love about what I'm doing. You know, a lot of this stuff, the rapture especially, was only used with just, you know, two or three scriptures. Rapture. Most of the church world today believes there's going to be a great rapture, and, and when all this stuff happens, the Christians will just be gone. And like I said, if you believe in that, you believe in the, you believe in the bunny... A bunny, uh, you know, the, uh, the the bunny that brings the eggs, and 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 bless God, Santa Claus, Easter bunnies, I assume. But the but the fact that but the fact of the matter is, bless God, God never has changed. He said it, he said it, you know if you'll go back and repent and do this stuff, he said then I'll bless you. 
Do you know what? That's all that we are doing here. We're going back. We're trying to understand through this thing on defilement where you can begin every day to become sin conscious. I hope some of you will do the thing. I, 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 I said that it would greatly help you by taking a notebook and start keeping keep, keep records. You don't have to show it to anybody. At the end of the week, tear it up, burn it, throw it away, whatever you want to do. But keep, keep, start keeping records. Start finding out whether you're winning or losing. Start finding out that, bless God, read and study this thing. Begin to look. Now, we're, now, now let's see. What else could be defilement? Well, we're not by no means touching it all. All we're doing is just skimming across. All I want to do is to get you to the place where you're conscious of understanding your problem is defilement. And there are lots of ways to defile. And that's the reason, brothers and sisters, you can't get it all right in six months. That's the reason, brothers and sisters, this is a lifetime endeavor. Because about the time you get something straightened up and you get working over here, you slip up and you mess something up over there you thought you had taken care of. I know. Then you've got to go back over here, shore all this up, and turn around and go back over here and continue. But it's worth it. you know why? The proof, as my grandmother used to always tell me, Tommy is in the pudding. The proof is that I'm bringing you in and you're coming and with your own eyes, with your own hearts, with your own mind, you're seeing for yourselves that it's working. I can't do anything else for you than that. I refuse to strong arm anybody, okay? I refuse to tie you up and say, I'm not going to let you loose or duct tape you up like that old gal did her husband, all right? I refuse to get into that. So you better refuse. But I will pray. Because it's like I said, brothers and sisters, I'm sorry, but this is the this is it. This is this is what God chose, you and I. Okay? I mean for good, bad, or Worcestershire sauce, okay? This is us. And we've got to make the most of it. And if we're gonna make the most of it, we've got to get this thing put together so we don't look like what? The world Yes, the church, by all means. We want to give the people more than what the church can give them. I have given the church more than they have had for 33 years. I go in those places, to go in those places and go out, and they'd say, we have never experienced, ever experienced what we experienced when you came in and ministered in that anointing fell. I said, why? Well, for years, I didn't even know. For years, all I knew, I was anointed. All I knew, I was heavily anointed. But I didn't understand. All I knew was a prophet, but I didn't understand. And then I began to understand my heritage. Then I began to understand your heritage. And now we're here together, right? Hey, thank you again so much. That's Prophet Tom Deckard, Mount Carmel, Illinois, Cradle of Hope Ministries. Again, you can get more information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. Get out there, do yourself a favor, find out what's going on here, and you won't be disappointed. So, again, you can also get more. All the tape series is out there on the website for you to get a hold of. I greatly encourage you to get all that. You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com, and we'll be praying for your prayer request. Again, that's cradle at jewishprophet.com. Shalom. Until next week, remember, with God, 
All things are possible. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.